Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. It's Rob Case. And Trevor Cobb. Trevor, it's week 14. Week 14 in the NFL. Last week in fantasy football. And uh, yeah, man, we're coming down to the end. I'm trying to say that without tears in my eyes. But I swear. I swear, I swear, I'll, I'll, I'll wipe them off. We'll get through the show here today without any tears and crying. But just remember, folks, this is therapy for me and Trevor, so it's our space as much as it is yours. Um, <laughs> what did you think of Detroit's first win last week? I have to ask you that because, for obvious reasons, it must have stung you oh, uh, deeply in the core of your soul, in the depths of your soul. Yeah, it uh, was not great. Uh, congratulations to the city of Detroit. And uh, that's that's the most I can, uh, you know, responsibly say. <laughs> the greatest thing that's ever happened in the city of Detroit since Barry Sanders was drafted. They got their first win this season, and they have narrowly avoided another uh, winless season. Although they have a tie. I'm not sure how that counts. But um, it doesn't count for much. It's a half a win <laughs> so or something. Especially if you're playing against Ben Roethlisberger and his cardboard cutout, like, playing... Also, how about a 50 miles per hour win game last week against the Patriots? Uh, the Patriots. Yeah. I, I have to bring them up because we're 9 and 4, baby. That's number one overall seed <laughs> in the AFC. I, I, can't, I can't get away with that. I mean, you can't let me get away without bragging about it. That's what I meant to say. And I'm bragging about yeah. it. Yeah. So. No, I, and I mean, and I've braced myself for this. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my own therapist on the side. <laughs> He's going to talk about it again. It, uh... <laughs> It it was a pretty interesting game. Uh, Mac Jones only threw the ball three times. Uh, that's uh, you know pretty astonishing in the modern NFL. Totally. So totally. Yeah. And but uh, you know conditions like that and the results it produced, it's hard to argue with it. Absolutely. And Bill Belichick just goes on and on about uh, you know how much of the the greatest coach he is of all time, but just keeps showing us how he can just completely rail the Buffalo Bills and the you know what. Oh, man. So, and it's been going yeah, on for several uh, years now. So that's that's a rough one yeah. uh, for the Bills fans. Poor Bills fans, you know. <laughs> uh, if only if only they had some hope, but it's okay. One year, <laughs> we spotted you a year. You didn't got to the AFC Championship game. That was it. So <laughs> that's all you're gonna get. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I gotta tell you, last one I actually thought was really cool. Before we move on, Gardner Minshew. Mi- sorry, Gardner Minshew. I can't do it like Chris Berman, <laughs> but. I'm glad he got his, he got a chance to come back, and uh, I got to tell you, he throws uh, one of the worst footballs I've ever seen, but he didn't throw an interception, and they won. So, Philly, Philly's got to be happy, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and to uh, you know, just throwing this out there, nobody can do it like Chris Berman, and by it, I mean be an incredible badass. Uh, he's just... You know, not to go off on a tangent, Chris Berman is hands down my favorite sports commentator of all time. There you go. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, last week, I'm ready to put it behind us. <laughs> yeah, uh, clearly. Uh, <laughs> so, but, uh, so, you know, and, and tonight, while we record, hmm. I have the Vikings game on right now. They're playing the only other team that could not beat the Lions this year. Uh, so, uh you know, that's probably the best angle you can take on, on this game. Right, right. And, folks, in case you're wondering, this is a Thursday night here. We have a Thursday night special for football in general. At this time, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are taking on the Minnesota Vikings on Thursday night football. And uh, we're going to keep a close eye on it. And maybe we'll interrupt uh, with some live commentary. Who knows? You might just get lucky, lucky and hear some 
some amazing catchphrases and some other things that only ESPN and uh, was it Fox that broadcast this game would be jealous of if they heard. So right. um, brace yourselves. Uh, you might just hear me trying to uh, stifle my expletives. Who knows how it goes? Right. And, <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and those aren't uh, those those are not sodas being cranked open. I can tell you that. So oh, <laughs> in this case, it is Thursday night, buddy. It, you know, Thursday somewhere, right? Five o'clock somewhere. Still. <laughs> so without further ado, how do we call this game? Pittsburgh at Minnesota. Well, it's already begun. Right. A uh, couple of scoreless drives. But uh, I do like the Vikings' chances to win this game at home. A uh, healthy Dalvin Cook, who is off to the races, just ripped off a looks like a 25, 26-yard run. Mm. Um, so that's good news for fantasy owners. But, uh, yeah, I, I do like the Vikings' chance in this game. Obviously. I mean, you're not biased, are you? I'm a, I'm a little bit biased. Um, but, uh, you know, the Vikings... Anybody that's been keeping an eye on them this year knows how up and down they are. Um, you know, I mean, they, they beat the Packers and they lose to the Lions. Um, I'm just predicting that this will be an up week for them. Uh, the the Steelers, I think, are going to make it a good game. Uh, Najee Harris is, is going to, you know, run a lot of clock and, and move the chains. But uh, I do think at the end of this uh, the Vikings are going to beat the spread, and uh, I definitely would take the over on this game if it's not too late for you uh, degenerates listening. <laughs> well, I guess when you hear this tomorrow, it will be too late. I hope you took the over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to go up tonight, so don't worry. This is like sort of like a a live record. It is always live recording, what should I say? But um, one take, it's going right in. Don't worry about it. So, um, <laughs> well, we're going to move forward to Sunday. Uh, Coming here, uh, 12, 13 days for Christmas. Hopefully, the the Vegas Raiders might get a Christmas present underneath their tree and get a win against the Kansas City Chiefs. Six and six Vegas Raiders. Eight and four Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City's a nine and a half point favorite. Over under is forty eight. Um, big game in the AFC West. You know, I told you that Washington and Vegas game was going to be excellent last week, and it was a it was a poop show. However, it was entertaining. <laughs> it was, and you can't deny that. And so. No, yeah. yeah, you uh you were right about a few of those games that uh that I I was uh less than excited about. Um and I do think that the Raiders Chiefs game is going to be a really heated divisional game. Uh it's it's an important game to both these teams right now uh in terms of the uh playoff implications. But uh you know, the Raiders are just barely holding on, so they really need this win. Mm. Uh I think the Chiefs are going to walk away with the W uh, this week, but I like the Raiders to cover the spread. The Chiefs are just not blowing people out right now. Uh, they're they're winning the games that they should, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're just not the, uh, you know, the crazy offense that, the, that we're used to seeing the last couple of years. So I, I like the Chiefs to win this, but I'm taking the Raiders to cover the spread and I'm going to take the under on the 48 in this game. Hmm. That's a good point. I, I mean, if you look at the last, let's see here. Uh, well, I mean, taking well, they beat the Vegas Raiders 41-14. And during their current five-game winning streak, that's the Chiefs I'm talking about. The Raiders can't beat themselves. Well, that's not true. They can't play themselves. <laughs> can't they? They can't play themselves. <laughs> so uh, taking taking uh, metaphysical philosophy out of this for a second. Um 19-9 against the Cowboys, 22-9 against the, the Broncos. Um, I wouldn't expect a blowout like 41-14. I, I'm not quite sure what happened that game. It got real ugly real fast. Though. And I, 
Oh, that was the Monday night game. Mahomes threw five touchdowns. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if the league's figured out Kansas City, but they certainly look like they are kind of playing a lot of dink and dunk sort of football, which is ironic. And uh, the, the Raiders, I mean, excuse me, the Vikings just scored a touchdown. There you go. Touchdown pass to Justin Jefferson. Uh, a 19-yard pass. Okay. And, and the Vikings are in the world. Six to nothing here, folks. Um, and so I, I, I think it's going to be closer, like you said. You said you're taking the under? Uh, 48? I am taking taking the under yeah. on the 48. I think this one stays low. I think so, too. I, I think Kansas City just kind of wants to continue this win streak and sort of really, I mean, keep playing that dink and dunk football. And I think a couple guys have really benefited from that. One, Travis Kelsey. Two, the Kansas City defense because they've been on fire. I don't really know what happened there. I mean, Steve Spagnuolo just, like, came out of the 2007 closet <laughs> and started being a good defensive coordinator again. I'm not quite sure. I always thought he was one of the worst in the NFL, but, you know. Um, so, uh, I like a Travis Kelsey start because of week 14, uh, I don't, unless you're playing for something and you're in a really deep league and you're got four spots open or one of the spots are open in the playoffs. I mean, um, this is going to be a hard fantasy week. A lot of people are going to take it off. I mean, let's be honest. This is, this is like the day before, this is like the, <laughs> the day, the day before Thanksgiving at work, you know, everybody's sort of, uh, out of it. You know, they're, they're sort of looking ahead to, to the holidays. I, I this is it, man. This is week 14 fantasy. This is when it gets real, you know. We'll have some more insight next week, but I, I think <laughs> I like a Travis Kelsey play. I don't like a Derek Carr start, and um, I think Patrick Mahomes continues to be consistent and really good, and he's one of the top five plays every week. So, um, yeah, Josh Jacobs too. I, I just don't, you know, I, I what did I say a couple weeks ago, drop Derek Carr. I, I'm still kind of on the drop Derek Carr train. I got a blimp I'm renting. I'm going to send it around the stadium on the game. So, Okay, um, so you heard here Trevor's picking Kansas City and an under, correct? Correct? That, that's right. right, and I'm picking the, the Raiders uh, to cover the spread. I don't think Kansas City wins by 10 points. Okay, very good. Um, another AFC North matchup. You've heard the last couple of weeks on this podcast. I love these games just because of the physicality. If nothing else, because they're entertaining and there's a lot of trash talk and whatnot. And, of course, our favorite trash talkers, Baltimore Ravens, 8-4 and four at the Cleveland Browns, 6-6. Six and six. Cleveland's a two and a half point favor over under 43. Um, yeah, you know, Baltimore, I, I got to tell you, for a contender, I, is there a team that's played worse in the NFL than Baltimore, <laughs> even though they're still contending for a playoff spot? And, uh, no, they, I mean, it's, I mean, unless you see the games, the stats don't make sense at all that, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson can throw as many interceptions as he does and still win the game. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, as much as I like the Browns roster and they're playing at home, they're favored in this game, uh, I'm picking an upset here. I think the Ravens are going to win this game. Uh, is, yeah, oh, because they're favored. I, the Cleveland is. Oh, I see. Yeah, the, okay. Cle- Cleveland's favored by two and a half points. Uh-huh. I think the Ravens win this one. And, and really being favored by two and a half points might as well be a push. You guys have all heard my opinion on on games that are predicted to be decided by less than three points. Um, it might as well be a push, but I'm, I'm picking the Ravens to win this one. Uh, I do like the over on the 43 over under, um, that, that seems a little low to me for this game. Uh, cause it is, it's, it is a, a heated division matchup. So I do expect the, both teams to find the end zone a few times, but, uh, I, I, I have to give it to the X factor here and that's Lamar Jackson. So, wow. So, you're saying that even though he threw four picks against Cleveland two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, ooh, ooh, it looks like uh, the Steelers just coughed the ball up, recovered by Minnesota. Mm. Nice. Okay, and, and a little Trevor for everybody. Yeah, know? yeah, there you <laughs> there go. There you go. <laughs> um, 43-degree weather in Cleveland. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I hear you on, on the front of, you know, Baltimore being favored in this game, and certainly they're more physical than Cleveland in a lot of, in a lot of different ways, but Cleveland's at home. Four and two at home, man. I, I kind of like Cleveland here, and I think Nick Chubb. Um, they got. A, did they have a bye week last week? I believe they did. Um, yeah. And so I like them coming off that bye week with a little bit of Kareem Hunt and um, Nick Chubb. You know, I think they're going to get that that running game rolling again. And I think Baltimore is really vulnerable. Honestly, I'm not really sure who to blame for Lamar Jackson's troubles. I think Bart Scott had like a really lengthy uh, rant on ESPN. I think earlier this week or today or something like that. Um, I, I'm not that loudmouth, not yet, um, until I get my own radio show on ESPN. But uh, I, do, <laughs> I just think that he's he's in a tough spot. I think we saw it last year, though. They kind of turned it around late. So I, I hear you on your Baltimore, Trev. Do you pick an under on this one, guy? Uh, no, I'm taking the over, oh boy. definitely. Ambitious. Um, okay. Well, I mean, 43-point over-under between these teams in this game, I, I feel very safe taking the over. Okay. Um, you heard it here first. And so I'm not really sure in this game, Jarvis Landry, an excellent game against, against Baltimore last time. No Marlon Humphrey. I still like him here. Nine catches for 111 yards. So if you got him on your team, he's a good flex. Um, I like the, I like the cream hunt, Nick Chubb combo. Trev's a big fan of having both your, both those guys in your team. I think some people even drop cream hunt in a couple leagues I've been in. So just keep an eye. It could be a free agent out there last week of the season, buddy. If you need to win a game, this would be the one to start one of those guys or both. (laughs) Okay, um, Jacksonville, 2-10 and ten at Tennessee, 8-4. and 8.5 point favorite for Tennessee, over under 43.5. you got to figure, if Urban Meyer, if he needs to get out of, the, <laughs> if he needs to get out of uh, Jacksonville, this might be the week to do it, buddy. I tell you. Um, I, I, I just, two, you know, if they lose this game, maybe 2-11. You think he's going to come back next year if they, if they tank, completely freaking tank this season? Like, if they finish, like, 2-15. Why would you want to come back? I, I mean, honestly, so yeah, it, it's more about what Urban Meyer wants than uh, what the Jaguars want. Because unfortunately, with that team, you could go two and fifteen and come back. Uh, so it, it really is, I think, up to Urban Meyer and, and James uh, Robinson. They like set him, sat him, or suspended him, or he's he's like benched permanently because of his fumble last week. The running back for Jacksonville? Sorry. Yeah, Just yeah. It's, a lot I of mean, weird stuff going on there. There is a lot of things. So it's it's an int- it's an interesting, you know, to me to uh, to try and empathize with these teams that are way outside the playoff picture. You know, the, the Jaguars are only playing for next year. Um, so, uh, so I guess that kind of gives you the luxury of making those kinds of decisions. You know, it'd be one thing if they were on the cusp of the uh, wild card. You know, I think it'd be much more controversial to bench a guy for a fumble if if you're still trying to make the playoffs, but you're not. So, so you have the freedom to do that sort of thing. Um, that being said, I I think it's uh, another bad week for the Jaguars. Uh, I think the Titans are going to win this game. Uh, I, I am going to take the Jaguars to cover. I, I think the Titans probably win by a touchdown. I don't see them winning by nine points. 
Um, but I am going to take the over on the 43-and-a-half. Yeah, I think just Jacksonville's defense has been just brutal, especially against the run. So I don't know if you have a chance to get Deontay Foreman or Dontrell Hilliard this week. Both are I like them as streaming options, especially, like I said, if you need to win a game because you're trying to muscle your way in the playoffs. you you got like four-way tie for the last spot or something like that. Um, Jacksonville, let me see here. The Titans typically beat up on the Jaguars with Derrick Henry, who has 632 yards, eight touchdowns the past five games against Jacksonville. Uh, they won't have similar success. But um, Jacksonville's allowed three running backs to score at least 12 PPR points in the past five games. And Sony Michelle, who's uh, no Barry Sanders, read, ran for 20, was it 23 carries for like 130 yards and, three t- and two touchdowns last week against Jacksonville. <laughs> so I like both those guys starting. Um, and, I, I, you know, I honestly kind of like James Robinson here. As long as he's, they put him in the game against Tennessee, I think both running games will be, be pretty stout uh, down there in Tennessee, over there in Tennessee, wherever the hell I am. So, okay, uh, this is a get-right game here, buddy. If I ever see one, New Orleans five and seven at Jet, at New York Jets three and nine, five and a half point favorite for New Orleans over under forty-three. Um, you know, they seem to figure it out. They, meaning the Jets, pronouns pal, have seemed to figure out a nice little game plan to make Zach Wilson um, stand out. Like they accentuate his strengths. Going up against a tough defense in New Orleans, like I think New Orleans wins this. They're back in that playoff hunt for the last last seed. They got a lot riding here, do they not? No, you nailed it. Um, I think the Saints are going to be, you know, not that that teams don't do this every week, but the Saints are going to be all in on this game. Uh, You know, the, you know, the season for them really kind of rests on, on uh, getting wins that they should be winning uh, at this point in the season. And a win here keeps them alive in the uh, wild card hunt. Um, So, you know, Sean Payton, uh, you might see him pull a few uh, few cards out of his sleeve. He always has a few tricks this time of year. Uh, I really like what uh, what they've been doing on offense. And as yeah, but the Jets are playing better football, so I I think this is going to be a sneaky uh, good game. Uh, even though only one team has anything really riding on it, the Jets are have no no hope of making the postseason. Um, so uh, so they're really just playing for, you know, momentum for their rookie quarterback going into his sophomore season. But uh, all that being said, I'm taking the Saints to win this one. Uh, I'm going to take the Jets to cover. I think the Jets keep it close. I don't think the Saints are going to win by a touchdown. But, uh, but the Saints will win this game, and I'm taking the over on the 43. It's a good call. Um, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head with the Saints here. I, I just think they, they still have a lot to play for, and the Jets are kind of playing for uh, development at this point. And so right. uh, my start of the week, here it is. Put the stamp down. If you heard that slam, that's the, the Rob star of the week. I just I just broke my hand. It hurt really bad. Um, <laughs> Taysom, Taysom Hill, uh, the quarterback for the Saints. I know what you're saying. He sucked last week. And you're right. He did. And, yes, I'm aware that he threw four interceptions. I'm still going with him because I think that he's going to come back around in this week and be ready to go and play to play quarterback full time. I, I I just see it as like week one. Uh, who they play last? Dallas, right? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. yes. Okay. Um, tough, really tough defense to play against Ball Hawk and whatnot. The guy still had 21 fantasy points, even though he threw four interceptions. You know, and so that's that that's a cause for. I mean, that just leads me to believe that. You know, especially going against the Jets, like this is a good week to start him. Um, so he's a free agent in some leagues. Um, don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think he's a better start than 
probably 20 other quarterbacks. Honestly, he's probably like a fourth or fifth yeah. ranked quarterback this week in fantasy. I so, I think you're right. Yeah. Um I think it's a really good matchup for him. Absolutely. Um he's shown that he's comfortable running the ball as many times as they want him to. He's the only weapon on that uh, offense. It's That's it. Yeah. And Kamara and Kamara's yeah. going to be back too. Absolutely. So I think uh, I think the Saints are really going to try to control this game on the ground. Um Yeah, I I think that, I, I'm looking forward to this game. And uh, these are two teams that I don't normally get uh, all that excited about. Um, but this will be a really interesting game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And that's why we're only going to talk about Taysom Hill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Uh, here's here's a, actually probably one of the games of the week here. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, 8-4 at Washington, 6-6. Six six, four and a half point in favor for Dallas, over under 48. Um, Washington's holding on to that 7 seed. Dallas is trying to clinch this NFC East. This is basically the game that can do it if they win. Um and I, I see, I just see a Washington team that's that's on the rise. They've won four in a row. They beat Tampa Bay. They beat Carolina. They beat Seattle. They beat Vegas. They don't do it pretty, but um, they win. All they do is win, and that just win, baby, right? That's what Parcel said. I don't remember. No, Al Davis. No, no. Okay. No. Uh, so this is yeah, uh, this is an exciting game. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, it's the first time. In a few years, probably, that uh, we've got a relevant NFC East division matchup this late in the season. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, I'm going to take Dallas to win this game, but I, I, I think it's going to be close. I'm going to take Washington to cover because uh, I really think Dallas wins it by three points or less. Um, and... I'm going to take the under on the 48. I don't think this is going to go super high scoring. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I tend to agree with you there. I mean, especially if you look in the last two games for Washington, like 17-15, 17-15. Right. Exactly. Um, And same thing with Dallas. And the the, the Cowboys defense is, is playing great right now too. So I I think this one stays low. Mm -hmm. I think the Cowboys win it by a field goal. All right. Well, it's a good, it's, it's a great point. It's a great call. So my two my two starts obviously I still like Dak Prescott even with Washington playing the way they have been on defense I, I just division game knows that the defense really well and I don't I don't think they're playing well enough to stop him and then Taylor Heineke um you know I know you just said D- Dallas is playing well here's a stat for you um, Cowboys have allowed three of their past five opposing quarterbacks score at least twenty four points including Teddy Bridgewater week nine Derek Carr in week twelve Taysom Hill in week thirteen um, although they do force first turn the first Forced turnovers, easy for me to say. Um, I still think that Taylor Heineke is a good play here. And so uh, he's a free agent, actually, in most leagues. And I, I actually think he's like a top-ten quarterback this week against, against Dallas. And like I said, if you're making that late-week push here to get into the playoffs, I, I, I like him. Um, and, you know, I the one guy I probably would kind of shy against, though, is uh, Terry McLaurin. Uh, that's that matchup against uh, um D- Trayvon Diggs, excuse me, uh, in the way he's playing Ball Hawk City, man. I, I mean, he's just gonna he's gonna shut down Terry McLaurin uh, and Mark Cooper. Um, I think he's kind of finally getting around on his his COVID nineteen scare there, and um, kind of coming around and getting getting back integrated into the offense. Thirteen catches for 9, 192 yards and a touchdown in the last two meetings against Washington. So uh, I like him to come back. Um, and those are my picks for for Washington, which I think will be a really close game. I think Washington will hang in there, really really close in that one. All right, uh, the five and sevens. Uh, Atlanta at Carolina. Both teams sort of vying for that last spot. You know what? 
I'm going to go on tangent real, here real quick for a second. This That seventh seed in the wild card, I know some of us don't like it. I think it makes... I think it makes the end of the season pretty compelling because you're always going to have like four or five teams who are just kind of putrid trash. They're hanging around for absolutely no reason, and that's kind of like where we're yeah. at in this game. Atlanta five and seven, Carolina five and seven. They're like one game out of this seven spot in the NFC. It's kind of cool, you know. Um, I I completely yeah. agree, and you know these two teams. Uh, you know, it, it, I mean, Cinderella story doesn't even describe it. If either of these teams were to make the playoffs and not get eliminated in the first round, right. but that's what they're playing for. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, who would have thought that these two teams, with the seasons they've had, are in a compelling matchup this late in the season? Mm-hmm. Um, two five and seven teams that are not out of the hunt yet. Um, Who'd you pick? Carolina's favored. I, I'm taking the Falcons in an upset. Mm. Um, I think the Falcons get it done. Uh, I think the Panthers' season is done for after this. Um, so obviously I'm taking the Falcons to beat the spread. I'm taking them in the upset. Wow. Uh, forty-two point over under. I'm going to take the over on this one. Yeah, hmm. that's a. I, I I see where you're coming from. I, I honestly think that the Falcons have a lot of momentum in some of these games. I, Cordell Patterson's back. Um, they actually are a decent matchup against the Carolina defense. How strong and athletic they they generally are are seen. Um, I kind of like Cam Newton in this game, to be honest with you. So listen to this: 29 points against Washington in Week 11, five against Miami in Week 12. Since then. Christian McCaffrey's uh, lost for the season, and they fired their offensive quarter, Joe Brady. He was 30 years old. He was younger than, than Cam Newton in calling plays for him. <laughs> so, uh, play, new play caller, Jeff Nixon, I think will really kind of work to integrate Cam Newton in this, this offense. Atlanta, 31st against opposing quarterbacks in fantasy points, allowing 21.1 points per game. He's, like, close to Taysom Hill on, on a must-start this week. Although, I could be completely wrong, and maybe he'll just completely blow. Because it's Cam Newton. You never know who you're going to get. But I tend to believe that I think he's a pretty safe start this week. Um, same thing with DJ Moore um, and Chuba Hubbard. They're, they're kind of my sleepers. I, I, I mean, no Christian McCaffrey. Chuba Hubbard's kind of like, he's a world-class sprinter, you know, um, coming from Oklahoma State. Sorry, Trevor. Well, actually, they lost <laughs> this weekend. You must have been happy about that. Um, what? Yeah, they lost against Baylor in the Big 12 championship game. That doesn't make me happy. Well, um <laughs> There you go. Uh, there's the only Christmas present you're getting this this uh, year. Sorry. Oklahoma State. Yeah. Oklahoma State finally had a chance to, you know, jump into that top four, and they blew it. Yep. I was very disappointed. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Okay. And it doesn't matter. Chuba Hubbard doesn't play for him anymore. So, uh, so I'm looking at him as as like a nice play here. He's he was a free agent in my league. I think he's available in 30 or 40 percent of leagues. Chuba Hubbard is so uh, a decent flex option. Honestly, I think he's like top 20 running back this week for me. Um, and there you have it. Uh, moving on to Seattle, four and eight, two and, at two and ten. Houston, eight and a half point favorite. Seattle over under forty one. Um, Seattle looking looking better. And Russell Wilson getting more used to throwing the ball. They upset against San Francisco last week, so we can only imagine that they won't lose to Houston, right? Yes, and I was uh, very happy that I was correct about that upset, as I so rarely am. <laughs> um, but uh no I, I the Seahawks are uh you know it's it's too little too late in terms of of playing for the postseason but they uh they're they're sort of put themselves back together and uh Russell Wilson is starting to find a little bit of a rhythm here um 
you know, Tyler Lockett is putting in some, some good performances the last uh, two or three weeks. Um, so I definitely, uh, I like the Seahawks in this game. Uh, I like the Seahawks to beat the eight and a half point spread. I think, I think they win this game by a couple touchdowns and, uh, you know, the over under is close, but I'm going to go over. I think this thing goes over 41 points. So, and don't look at this now. I mean, I'm not sure how they're even really phrase this, but if Seattle wins, they're five and eight. They're like two games out from the seven seed. So it's kind of fun. The, the path is alive. Um, <laughs> but they'll probably win anyway. Um, yeah, I like Russell Wilson as a start this week. 30 of 37, 231 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. I feel like they've kind of figured it out in terms of how they get him started again. Just little short passes. Um, you know, get him in and out of the pocket, a lot of play action. That's how they beat San Francisco last week. They hung, what, 30-something points up on him, right? Um, yeah, so I, I'm a big fan of the start for Russell Wilson. I like Tyler Lockett because he's been hot and he's been just looking great. Russell Wilson back at quarterback. I like to get DK Metcalf in here too. And maybe I'm just saying that as like um, sort of wishful thinking. I don't know because he's on my fantasy team and he sucks. But or he has sucked. Um, but nonetheless, he's one of those guys I feel like he, he, he's going to have to get going at some point. And Russell Wilson can get the ball downfield on him. I like that. Um, sleeper, Rashad Penny. Um, that running game's terrible and they're going to have to get started somehow. Uh, I could see him getting, <laughs> getting started. Uh, yeah. I just I feel like that he's going to get a lot of touches. It's kind of like you got to see what we got for next year, sort of deal. Unless there's a true path there for Seattle. Well, here's the trap game of the week, folks. Detroit one and ten, freshly coming off their only win of the season at Denver six and six, ten point favorite for Denver over under forty two. Denver's at home and needs a win to stay alive in this playoff race. Why do I feel like Detroit's going to come in and play really well against Denver on the road? Well, you know, the, the Lions have been, uh, you know, with, without a lot of people noticing, the, the Lions have been playing better football recently. Uh, obviously, they, they won a big game last week. Um, Denver is a 10-point favorite in this game, and I'm already hearing people predict a Lions upset. Um, I'm not ready to call the Lions in an upset in this one. But I definitely take the Lions to beat the ten point spread. Um, that that's you know the, if if you still think that that Denver can beat them by ten points, you just you just haven't been watching the Lions lately. Um, I like the, the Broncos to win this game at home. Um, they're uh, they're they've got a lot on the line here. Uh, the Lions, you know they they you know they may take a deep breath after their first victory and say we we got one. Um, there, there's no chance of, of playing for the postseason. Um, so yeah, I'm not saying that, that NFL players have a difficult time getting excited for these games, but, uh, the lions definitely, uh, you know, I, I, I think that this might be just as much of a trap game for the lions as for the Broncos in terms of taking a deep breath after their first win. So I'm taking the Broncos to win. I'm taking the lions to cover. And I'm taking the over on the 42 points. It's a good call. And, and I think D- Denver's going to lean on their running game a lot. Javante Williams is the hottest running back in the NFL next to Jonathan Taylor, who's not named Jonathan Taylor. There's only one guy named Jonathan Taylor, so that's it. Uh, <laughs> third, uh, Detroit 30th overall uh, oppose, against opposing running backs in fantasy, allowing 14.1 points per game. So he's like a must-play, Javante Williams. Week 13 against the Chiefs, improved defense. 
23 carries, 102 yards, 6 catches for 76 yards and touchdown. 20 PPR points. He was all over the place. Actually, that's more. That's uh, 6, uh, 30. 31. 31 PPR points. So I like him against Detroit. I don't see why he can't score more than that. Um, otherwise, you know, Jamal Williams is going to play for Detroit. I don't think that DeAndre Swift will, will play. So he's a good start. Um, yeah, they're going to have to get something going for Detroit to even have a chance. And the running game is going to be crucial because I don't think they're going to be able to throw against Denver. So New York Giants, 4-8 and eight at the Los Angeles Chargers, 7-5. 10-point favor for L.A., over under 43. Uh, no Daniel Jones in, uh, in, in New York this week. Saquon Barkley got swallowed up by eight-man fronts last week. you got to feel bad for him. And no Mike Glennon. I don't think either of those guys are going to play. So, um, yeah, I don't know who's playing quarterback there. If they need one, I'm, I'm ready to go. But, you know, I could throw a football over the mountains over there. What do you think, Trevor? <laughs> so, I, I think this game is bad news for a lot of the uh, uh, AFC teams that are in the hunt for the uh, wild card spots because I think the Chargers keep pace. I think the Chargers win this game. Yep. Um, the spread is difficult to call. Um, I could see the Chargers winning by 14 points. Right. Uh it, it it it's never uh, easy to predict that much, but I am going to take the Chargers to beat the ten point spread. That's a lot, but but that's just the way I, I see this game going. Um, they're you know they're at home in their new stadium, uh, but uh, I'm taking the over on the forty three. So yeah, so LA's seven and five. They've allowed three hundred fifteen points. They scored three hundred fourteen. So I think it'll be close. <laughs> I, they have a propensity to not play up to their talent here, and I just I not that I said I think they'll win, but I, I think New York will hang in there and somehow sort of uh, with Joe Judge keep keep playing for him. Uh, four and eight, one and five on the road. However, most recently they lost against Miami, twenty to nine. I don't know, you know, they they, they just suck. The Giants aren't. Like I said the just, the spread the yeah. spread is the toughest thing to predict in this right. game. Uh, I feel confident the Chargers will win. I feel confident in taking the over on the 43 points. Um, but the spread is tough to predict. I am going to take the Chargers to beat the spread. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, you know, listeners, I won't take it personally if uh, if you bet the other oh, way. <laughs> okay. That's right. He doesn't have feelings. Um, yeah, and I like an Austin Eckler get-right game here. I thought he was really good last week in Cincinnati, but just fumbled the ball so much, and they were lucky that game to get out of hand. Honestly, he fumbled, what, two or three times. So, Austin Eckler, uh, little Justin Herbert, and I don't know. I honestly don't know who's playing for New York quarterback. I don't think that's been announced, to be honest. And uh, a little Saquon Barkley. Um, the Chargers have the worst running defense in the NFL. So the only way New York's going to be relevant in this game is they run the ball a lot, and they're going to have to. Okay, um, let's see here. Moving ahead, I would say probably in the top three games this week, San Francisco six and six at Cincinnati seven and five. One and a half point point favorite the San Francisco over under forty eight and a half. Listen to this, Cincinnati. Last let's see, here's their games they played last last week. Chargers this week, Niners, Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. This, this is this is definitely how Cincinnati falls out of the playoff race, right here, yeah, right here. This, this this is a tough slate, yeah. uh, and this game is really interesting to me because uh, both of these teams really playing for the playoffs uh you know the Bengals are kind of backsliding they were they were contending you know for a a high seed at one point this season and the 49ers they're climbing back in it Mm -hmm. they were all but written off uh a few weeks ago 
So, uh, you know, it, it just, to me, it's a very intriguing matchup. Um, I, I do think the 49ers have the momentum going into this one. Uh, and the Bengals, 3-3 three and three at home. Uh, not invincible at home. So, uh, yeah, I, I like the 49ers in this game. And if I'm taking the 49ers, I'm taking them to beat the one-and-a-half-point spread. Um, the over-under on this one is tricky, 48-and-a-half. I could see it going either way, but I really I think that the 49ers are going to dominate the clock. And uh, I'm going to take the under on this one. Hmm. Okay. All right. I. I. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Bosa has been excellent, and so I could see, could see that this could get out of hand for Cincinnati, and then San Francisco just runs the ball the whole time because that's what they've been known to do with a lead. Um, with that being said, Elijah Mitchell concussion may miss the game. Jeff Wilson knee uh, may be un- unable to play, as well as Debo Samuel. So uh, I like J. Michael Hasty. Uh, tw- Cincinnati twenty third against running backs in terms of fantasy points allowing. Uh, 12 points per game. Wow. Um, keep in mind, the Bengals are out. Logan Wilson, too. Um, and so there's a scenario I see here where Michael Hasty gets a lot of carries, and he's the only running back, really, that's that they're going to go to. Um, 49ers, that is. Um, as far as anybody is concerned, I really wouldn't start Joe Burrow. I, I just feel like, it, you know, it, San Francisco has held five quarterbacks in a row to 20 fantasy points or less. Uh, Nick Bosa coming back and looking excellent. He's got 12 sacks, I think, like 10 in the last, like, four or five games or something like that. So um, you sp- you right. pick the Niners, right? I, I don't. That's I don't... right. I'm picking the Niners. Um, yeah. uh, I, I, I mean, I, I would not be surprised if this game goes either way, but right now I, I've got to put my money on the Niners. Fair enough. I don't think it's a good matchup for Cincinnati offensive line-wise. I, I think, I think yeah. Joe Burrow is going to get hit well, in this game. So uh, just uh, to update our listeners on a game that's already happened by the time you're listening, Dalvin Cook just got a 29-yard touchdown hmm. run, and the Vikings are up 16 to zero. There you go. So big up, big. So Trevor's feeling pretty good right now. Big time upset. Come back for that seven seed, buddy. I tell you, it's in play. It's in play. Everybody's mediocre. <laughs> Everybody sucks if they're going for that seven seed in the <laughs> NFC. Right. So, okay, Buffalo. Speaking of mediocre, played a terrible game in the wind um, against New England last week, and goes. Oh boy, there it is. There it is, buddy. Sorry, yeah. got to do it. I tell you, got to crank her open. We had sixteen to nothing. That 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 lead may be gone by the time this end this this podcast ends. Oh, oh, don't say okay. it. Okay, <laughs> well, I'm trying to speak in existence. So, Buffalo seven to five at uh, Tampa nine to three. Over under fifty three and a half, three and a half point favor for Tampa. Um, tough, tough for the Bills, man. Okay, first off, you're like the Patriots' little brother, and you got to pay play Bill Belichick and them at your house, and get you you, you just get the ball crammed down your throat <laughs> and then you got to play tom brady who's like 32 and 3 against you like lifetime i how yeah, do you and uh just and five and oh at home this season brutal, so brutal. yeah uh yeah this uh this is gonna be ugly oh for bill's fans wow. uh i'm definitely taking tampa bay to win this one uh three and a half point favorite i think tampa bay beats the spread i think they win this game by six or seven points um the over under fifty three and a half. I'm going to take the under on that. Hmm. I, I can't go that high. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I just think it's a tough matchup for for Buffalo. I mean, like, I I, I assume like they're going to go um, match up and scheme heavy in this one, Tampa Bay, and sort of run the ball out with Fournette, who's been unbelievable, by the way. Um, big time play in this game, in my opinion, considering how vulnerable Buffalo is in, in, in the front seven. However, I would say 
that that, that game against New England might have been a wake-up call in terms of how they play defense and offense, and maybe they get a little more creative with, with Josh Allen. Um, but nonetheless, I don't, I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't pick Tampa Bay in this game. You know, they got a, a stable of running backs that can go right at Buffalo's defense and then no Tredavious white. So who the hell is going to cover like Chris Godwin or Gronk or freaking, um, Mike Evans. I, I don't think it's a good matchup for Buffalo on the road. I really don't, but I think they're going to have good weather. Um, Josh Allen's going to have a chance to, to make some, some plays, and I think Tampa is kind of vulnerable in that secondary still. I mean, 30-17 against Atlanta, and that game was closer than that. 38-31 against Indy, and that was 300 yards and four touchdowns for Carson Wentz. So I like both quarterbacks to start. Anybody on, on Tampa's offense <laughs> in terms of receivers or running backs, <laughs> especially Fournette. And um, Gronk, I, I, he's just been a killer against, against Buffalo. He's just been a killer. I, I don't think they're a great matchup for for Tampa, and I can't feel bad for them enough that they're playing us and then Brady, Belichick back-to-back weeks. I mean, two, two guys that just know that team so well, you know? Um, okay. Chicago, 4-8 and eight at Green Bay, 9-3. and 12.5-point favorite for Green Bay, 43 over-under. Would, you would think this game would get flexed back and they would put in the Bills and Buccaneers or something here in the Sunday night game. But <laughs> right. I guess I, I was reading this that the the – the poor weather, these kind of games late in the season, um, they draw really big ratings. So um, 12 and a half point favorite. That's going to be the biggest spread on a Sunday night football game ever. So what are we, what are we looking at here? Senior? Yeah, so and, and the spread, I don't like the spread. I, I'm definitely taking the Packers to win this one right. at home. You'd be crazy. It'd be crazy not to choose the Packers to win this game. But uh, the Bears are playing better football than they were. Uh, at the beginning of the season, and uh, I think they're going to keep this one closer, or at least closer than 12.5. So I'm going to take the Bears to cover the spread. Um, the over-under is tricky. Uh, I like the Packers' defense right now, and uh, I don't think that they're going to uh, run away on offense mm. uh, in, in a game that they're not worried about finishing. Um so the over-under is tough for me, but I am going to take the over on the 43. Yeah, I, I like the Packers' defense as a start here, and definitely the Packers to win as well. Um, Justin Fields come back to, to play his first game back in about two or three weeks. Week, uh, I think this was, let's see, week six against uh, Chicago Green Bay, right? So Justin Fields started that game, one touchdown, one interception, four sacks. Uh, although Chicago ran for 140 yards on 26 carries. Of, uh, even though <laughs> Green Bay ran for 154 and 31, so I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's going to be a running game, game for sure, especially late in the in the season here in December. I, I just can't imagine anything but Aaron Jones coming back and AJ Dillon just going to they're just going to be getting fed the ball. And on the other side, they got to get the running bank, the running game started to get uh, uh, Justin Fields some protection and not get hit. Did we? Did something big just happen? Harrison Hitman Smith just I uh, got a blindside sack on uh, on Roethlisberger thing of beauty. Uh, there you, you heard it here, folks. The Hitman just got a sack in the the Pittsburgh game. <laughs> Not Brett Hitman Hart, but nobody would get that reference. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I like I, I taking me back to my childhood. You, there. Yeah, the black <laughs> the 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 pink and black attack is back here. I, I tell you what. So I, I liked him on the uh, the N sixty four. Wrestling games. Those are the best. Those are some of the best wrestling games ever made. Yeah, WCW or yeah. NWO Revenge. <laughs> and yeah, Aki. Those Aki games are amazing. So, um, not much more to say about this Green Bay Packers game other than I think it's going to be a run fest, 
and the, the the Packers defense is a good good play here. So our final game of the week, arguably the game of the week, LA Rams eight and four at the Arizona Cardinals ten and two. Arizona two and a half point favorite over under fifty one and a half. And I tell you what, you put Kyler Murray back on this team and the best team in the NFL, arguably. Um, him and DeAndre Hopkins just have unbelievable. Um, chemistry and that fade touchdown in the back of the end zone to the right, on the right hash mark was incredible last week. Incredible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's, I, I don't know if there's something in the water right now in Arizona, the way the Cardinals and the Suns are just dominating. Uh, maybe, maybe it's putting the pickled peppers on your hot dogs the way you guys oh, do. God. But, uh, you know, it, you nailed it. Uh, when, when this, when, when they have Kyler Murray under center, um, they're capable of anything. And this is going to be a, a really exciting Monday night game because the Rams are no slouch, um, uh, especially, you know, uh, finding a little bit of rhythm uh, between uh, Stafford and, and Beckham Jr. Um, so I, I'm very excited to see this game. I, I, I got to take the Cardinals to win. Um, and if I'm taking them to win, I'm taking them to beat a two-and-a-half-point spread. Um yeah, you'll hear me say it over and over. When you when the spread is less than three points, it might as well be a push. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, taking the Cardinals to win, Cardinals to beat the spread. I'm gonna take the over on the fifty-one and a half. I think this is gonna be a really exciting, high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Cardinals come out on top. All right. Um, week uh, week four here, thirty-seven to twenty, Cardinals win. 40 carries, 216 yards, Cardinals as a team. Chase Edmonds, 12 carries for 120. He is back uh, coming off the IR this week, and so I like him as a pickup. He is, he's going to be available in most leagues. I think people had dropped him four or five weeks ago. So James Conner going back to his goal line sort of bruiser duties, and I don't think this is this is going to be bad for L.A., my opinion. I think they're going to have a really hard time keeping up with Arizona. Um, they're just going to be running the ball like crazy on them. Uh, I mean, Arizona ran 72 plays last game. 72 plays. And L.A. ran 74. <laughs> so it's going to be a track meet <laughs> offensively. Honestly, it's going to be right. very entertaining, like Trevor said. And so that over-under, definitely an over on that one. Um, yeah, I, I, I like a Colin Murray start. He's going to be pretty solid. Chase Edmonds, I wouldn't mind picking him up, playing him as a streamer. Um, there was a start, and I can't get my computer refreshed. Sorry, folks. Um, yeah, I... I, I, I like Matt Stafford here. Um, I had a, had a, there it is. I had a staff from. Okay, so um, do do do. Jimmy Garoppolo in Week Nine is the only quarterback to Stafford to score more than 19 points against Arizona. So I, I like Stafford against Arizona. Granted, that was early in the season when he wasn't so banked up, but I'll take it. Um, I like Sony Michelle if Daryl Henderson doesn't play. Um, the Cardinals have allowed three running backs to score at least 24 PPR points in the past five games. And if Henderson, Daryl Henderson has played, Michelle is top 10 upside in all leagues. And he could be a free agent in your league. So keep an eye out for his, his injury status. And um, that will hopefully wrap it up for this week. And, folks, I tell you, um, week 14 is just as important of a, of a week in fantasy as anything. You might be playing for seeding. You might be playing to get into the playoffs. You might be playing for next year. I don't, I don't know. You might just be sailing on your boat somewhere. As far as I'm concerned, because you don't you don't give a crap about fantasy anymore, because your team went like three and twelve, because you didn't listen to us. That's, <laughs> I, that's right. I added two games on that you haven't played yet, because you, you suck that bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, you listen, so enjoy your last week of fantasy. I hope y'all win some money. And um, it's sixteen to nothing Minnesota here. Seven thirty-five left in the second quarter. 
So um, that's right. That's Vikings right. have the ball at midfield. All right. <laughs> well, as always, you can find us on Instagram at Football and General Podcast. Uh, we're uh, we're on uh, Twitter at the same name. Um, I'm at Bobby Law on Instagram, and Trevor, you are who? Uh, Trev Geo Dude on Instagram. Okay, very good. Please, please give us a follow, like, and subscribe here on the podcast. Smash that like button, right? The old YouTube saying. Um, and give us some likes on the the old the gram, man. We're blowing it up with the memes. They're hilarious. We, we, they're pretty good. Pretty damn good. They make me, they make me laugh. Pretty, they're <laughs> pretty, pretty good. I don't know where I'm pulling these up, but, but uh, you know, so the secret stays between me and just me. I'm gonna die with it. So, um, <laughs> for another week of football in general, we'll be back next week uh, with a special edition, fantasy football playoff edition. That's right. That's gonna be exciting. And other than that, we're out. <laughs>